platform workers, thank you for your liberality. Much appreciated. We have a testimony this morning. George, why don't you come? Uh, he went to the men's rally yesterday. He's going to come and give us a testimony. Amen. <laughs> Just tell us what God spoke to you. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Uh, so I wanted to start my testimony with a little bit of a joke. Uh, so there's a pastor. He's got a ruler in his hand. Anybody know why? Because he's trying to find the measure of a man, which was, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, one of the sermons at the men's rally was about the measure of a man. Um, and then the first sermon, man, three sermons back to back. It was, it was phenomenal. I couldn't write fast enough. It was cool. Um, it meant a lot for me, like, as far as my personal growth, you know, kind rebukes was, was another one of the sermons. It was, you know, something we don't all take, take in very well. You know, we hear people rebuke us and it's like, oh, we get all offended and stuff. But, um, you know, not only receiving, but giving kind rebukes. Um, so yeah, it was really awesome. Like I looked across and it was just like at the banquet where I saw everybody like fellowshipping and everybody was smiling and talking and, you know, everybody's talking about God and about their life and how things are going. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing for all of us to be together in, in the in a place of God like that. It was just phenomenal. So that's my testimony. Uh, God bless you. If you got your Bible, Mark chapter 6, Mark 6, uh, this morning, that'd be our text, Mark chapter 6. You know, the Golden Gate, uh, uh, Golden State Bridge in, in San Francisco is 4,200 feet long. It's almost a mile. Uh, it took four years to build, cost $35 million. They said today's money, that'd be about $295 million. But it connects San Francisco Bay to the Atlantic uh, Shore, Pacific Shore, or ocean, and that's major. And so, you know, you ask the people around that area, was it worth it? Was it worth the cost? Was it worth the years of hard labor and sacrifice? Uh, it's kind of like our tunnels right now. Uh, when it gets done, we're going to say, yes, it's worth it. Right now, the hassle. But uh, so they ask people, uh, was it worth it, the cost, the, the time it took? Uh, 112,000 people cross that bridge every day. And so, uh, as they, the, you know, you read the stories and different things of these 112,000 people, the opportunities it gave for commerce, it, just people uh, stay connected, and uh, yes, it's very much worth it. They said it also opened doors to uh, travel up the northern uh, coast of California that was not possible uh, before, so, uh, amen, so, uh, you know, our text shows us that trials, battles are worth it uh, uh, if you get something out of it. Uh, amen. If you can get something out of what you're going through, uh, it is definitely worth it. Amen. So with that in mind, let's go to our text, Mark 5, or Mark 6, start verse 45. It says, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go uh, before him to the other side to Beth Bethsaida. While he sent the multitude away, he then went up away. He departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at oaring, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, and would have passed by them, verse 49. 
And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed that he was a ghost, and they cried out. Uh, for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately talked with him, and he said to them, Be of good cheer, desire, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat with them, and the wind seized, and there was a great, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure, and Marvel, Father, I'm asking you today, God, open eyes. God, let us see, God, the battles and trials that we go through, God, are worth it. Uh, God, if we get something out of it, God, help us. God, get something out of everything. Uh, God, open our eyes. God, give us wisdom, direction. God, show yourself strong this morning. Uh, God, do amazing miracles among your church here. God, help us. God, give us dominion in life. And God's people say, amen. So, I'm tired of this walking on water. If you're taking notes, walking on water. Look first on miles apart here. You know, the term miles apart is used when someone or some people can't come to an agreement. How always heard that term. We're miles apart uh, uh, from each other. This is like if you're going to go buy a car. And they're saying, we want 20,000. You only have 5,000. How many of you are miles apart from each other? Uh, the distance too far. We're miles apart. Uh I know, uh, you know, uh, the way parents think and the way kids think uh, is miles apart. Have you ever tried to talk to your kids sometimes? These don't get it uh, because they're you're miles apart. Amen. They just have to grow up a little bit. Then one day they catch it. That's what they were talking about. That's what mom and dad meant. Said, you're miles apart. I've seen marriages. I'll be miles apart on issues. Uh, it's like they can't see uh, what the other one's seen, they're miles apart uh, on that on that subject. You know, that's okay, because that's just part of life. In our text here, uh, they're in the will of God. Jesus sends them to the other side, and a life-threatening storm arises, and now they're literally miles apart from Jesus. Think about this. Jesus sends them in to something he knows is going to be life-threatening with him miles apart from them now. Uh, they're in this battle. Uh, they have to fight this battle alone in the sense uh, he's miles away from them. You know, there's a truth here in life. Uh, if it was always easy, no battles, no hassles, no disagreements, no hardships, uh, no trials, we wouldn't even feel we needed Jesus. You know, if life was always easy, uh, uh, no challenges at all, no battles, uh, uh, you know, some of us wouldn't even be here this morning. You know, in our mind, why do we need Jesus? Everything's fine. You know, most of the time, it's the difficulties, the disappointments, uh, the trials that cause us to call upon Jesus. Uh, there's nothing like a good trial to get us on our knees. James uh, uh, knows how uh, truthful this is. Uh, he talks about how trials make us stronger. My brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testings of your faith produces things. He said they produce patience. Uh, what patience has is for, uh, perfect work. It produces uh, or it makes us complete lacking nothing. So trials are good uh, for us because they accomplish things in us. Now I know when we're in the battle, in the, the trial, it doesn't seem good. Uh, but when we look back on it, we do gain from it. The next time you're in a trial or battle, call upon Jesus. Don't get bitter. Learn from it. Amen. Don't say, God, why am I always in a battle? I say, God, what can I get out of this? 
You know, trials do two things for us here in our text anyway. One, they force us to cry out to God. Verse 40, they cried out. You know, crying out is different from just normal prayers here. Let me illustrate this if I can. When my wife got sick uh, with diabetes, we went to California to Pioneer. She's 26 years old. And we go to Pioneer, that church, and right when we get there, I mean, the moment, the day we get there, she gets deathly sick. And she's uh, she lays on the couch. She really doesn't get off that couch for uh, for days and weeks. Uh, uh, and she's deteriorating before my eyes, and we, I mean, just, I'm desperate, don't know what's happening here. I don't have the money to put her in the hospital, don't have the, uh, we're just, we don't have the money, and so we're praying, we're believing God, but I mean, we're crying out. We're desperate, we're holding hands every night, we're, fat, I'm fasting, I'm believing God, we're crying out, we're desperate, God, give us a miracle, uh, amen. I remember another time, we go to Zambia, and I'm crying out because I take my daughter. She's, uh, you know, she's a teenager. I'm pulling her out of America, pulling her out of her, her just her surroundings. And my fear was, uh, uh, God, once she turns bitter, once she uh, hates this, hates me uh, for doing this. I remember times literally crying out to God, God, touch her, uh, uh, God, help her. And I remember another time in South Africa, Luke falls off, uh, wasn't really a cliff, but it's a long drop and breaks his uh, arm or leg, whatever, breaks a couple bones. And, but I remember, these are both crying out. And in these times of crying out, though, I really got, uh, God touched me, God spoke to me, God helped me here. And they're in, uh, as they're in this boat, they're crying out. It's one of these times here. There's not just coming to morning prayer, not just prayer for service, not just, uh, praying, but these are crying out moments. And, in our text, it shows us Jesus showed them, uh, listen, we need times in our Christian life where uh, we need to learn how to cry out to God. Uh, we need to learn how to touch heaven, learn how to uh, lift our voice and get on our knees. And, and as Jesus knew that these disciples needed this, he lets them go in this horrific battle, this storm that's going to be life-threatening uh, so they can learn, listen, uh, there's going to be times you're going to have to cry out here. Verse 40, when he seen the, when the uh, verse 40, and when they seen him walking on the sea, the you know, looking at they were stressed out in their mind to such a degree that they thought Jesus was a ghost. Verse 50, they were troubled. Uh, these guys were stressed out to the point. Listen, they think they're going to die. It's a life-threatening uh, a situation. They're crying out to God. They're so uh, stressed out. I mean, they're thinking Jesus is a ghost. Uh, finally, Jesus begins to talk to them and and gives them a miracle. We know, but listen, there's times where uh, we're going to have to cry out to God here. Second thing we see in this text, trials force us to work together. In our text here, they were straining at oaring. They're working together. I can just hear it. Uh, use your imagination here. John, uh, the noise, uh, the wind, uh, all this is going on. And, and John uh, called out, hey, Peter, uh, uh, you know, uh, straighten the oars, straighten the rudder. Uh, uh, and Peter's hauling back at John, hey, lift the anchor. Uh, they're working together here. The storm is causing these men. Uh, they can't just sit on their own. They can't just uh, 
set by themselves. They have to work together. This is a life-threatening storm. Uh, so this is causing them to learn how to work together here. This wouldn't be the last time either. I mean, no, Satan's always preparing attacks against your life, your health, your marriage, your ministry. You know, I've seen this happen many times in church. Somebody gets sick, uh, and all of a sudden there's one brother or sister on the phone talking, calling, uh, hey, what's up? Another uh, sister's cooking food. Uh, another one's going to see them or working uh, together. It's called a crying out. Uh, uh, amen. But this is uh, uh, something that Jesus says has to happen. Uh, uh, amen. So this battle is causing two things. One, they learn how to cry out. Another, they learn how to work together. How many know you need each other in church? We don't just come to church just because uh, we want to hear the word of God together. We actually need each other. You know, truth here, just because Jesus is miles away doesn't mean he doesn't watch you and see you. The Bible says here that he saw them straining at the oars. Remember, he sent them to the other side. It says, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, go before him to the other side. Jesus knew what they are going into. You know, Jesus ain't surprised when we get into some trial. He's not surprised when we come into uh, uh, difficulties. Uh, uh, Jesus sent them in. His hope was they would cry out, and they did that. Uh, uh, he was ho- his hope that they'd work together, they did that. Uh, and they got a miracle for that. So secondly, Jesus walking on the water and calming the storms. So now about the fourth watch of the night. The fourth watch uh, in the Bible is actually the darkest hour. So he came to them walking on the water or sea. Immediately he walked uh, with them or talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, desire, be not afraid. Uh, then he went up into the boat with them and the wind ceased. This shows that Jesus has dominion over everything all the time. Jesus always has dominion. Uh, at times we don't. Uh, That's why we've got to pray, we've got to touch God, but Jesus always does. Come on. Jesus always has dominion all the time. Uh, if we're going to live for him, serve him, be in ministry, uh, work with people, pray for people, we need to know this. We need to know that Jesus is the answer all the time. Uh, he has dominion all the time. Doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Uh, doesn't matter what you're going through. Listen, Jesus always has. Uh, the answer has dominion. You know, the truth is, amen, we're going to need Jesus more, than, more often than what we might think. Amen. In our text here, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's days where, uh, uh, you know, if we're, if we're going to again be in ministry, we're going to work with people, pray for people. We need to know that. Listen, Jesus uh, is the miracle worker; He has the dominion. Uh, uh, because listen, if we're going to go in our power, we're going to be in trouble. If we're going to just try to serve God and be in ministry and do what we do uh, in our own little strength, we're in trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. Say amen with me. Somebody help me. You know, we sing the song, uh, uh, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. Uh, 
But we need that personally. We need to see that personally. We can't just sing the song. Uh, but listen, we need to know Jesus like that. We need to know uh, Him uh, in that way. Uh, that's why Jesus came walking on the water. He had to show these guys. Uh, doesn't matter what circumstance you get in, what trial, what battle, uh, whatever. Listen, I have dominion all the time over everything I am God. I'm the way maker, miracle worker, light in the darkness. Uh, I can do anything all the time. And listen, if we're going to do something for God, we need to know that. Because there's going to be time we come up against sickness. Uh, going to be time we come up against money shortages, uh, all kinds of different issues. And we need to know that God is God. We don't know that. That's why people end up backsliding, uh, getting mad at God leaving uh, because they don't know that. You know, I know that nobody wants trials. I don't tell. I don't encourage anybody to pray for them. They come. We don't have to pray for them, but we all need to see God as the way maker. And many times, the only way to see that is go through a few things. When we go through some things, uh, like our, in our text, we begin to see that God is God uh, all the time. Uh, that He is a miracle worker. He has power all the time. See, the problem with us, if it looks easy, a lot of times we like it. You know, one of the problems with us, it's easier to believe God for somebody else than it is for ourselves, right? You ever had somebody come pray for you or, or come to you, hey, I need prayer, no problem, you pray for them. And you say, hey, let's believe God again, and they go off. But when it's you, Come on, you go through the same thing, uh, uh, same issue, but when you have, hey, give me the meds, call the doctor, send me the ER, uh, 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 it's easier to believe God for somebody else than it is for us. And that's what God is trying to show them in this in this uh, text here. Uh, amen. You're going to have to believe God for yourself, for your own situation. You're going to have to believe that God is uh, able to do anything all the time. said, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida. Jesus knew they needed their own personal dominion here. They need their own, uh, because listen, uh, uh, again, it's easier to believe God for some, uh, others than it is for us, but there are times where we def- definitely need to know that Jesus is God uh, all the time over everything in our life. You know, I'm 57 now. I've been asked, would you like to be 20 again? I say, absolutely not. What I've learned through the battles and trials of life are priceless. I wouldn't have to relearn them. And if you're older, you would say, amen. You know that's true. I've learned some things by going through things. I've learned how to believe God, trust God, because I went through some difficult things. Uh, uh, again, you don't ask for him, but many times when Jesus says, go to the other side, uh, uh, there's the storm between that. There's the price uh, of a battle there, and you have to stay with it, but you learn things as you get through it. I've been asked, is it easier to believe God now? I say, absolutely, yes. I can believe God easier today than I could 20 years ago. Because you learn from the battle, you get wiser, you get stronger, you get more equipped. Uh, there's things now I can see and I know, 
Yes, uh, I know exactly where this is going. Because I've been through it. Uh, I've seen it before. That battle uh, has presented itself to me many times before I know exactly uh, how to believe God, where to believe God. What uh, It gets a little easier as you get older. Bob said, Amen. You believe him. You know, faith is something that's built. You know, Jesus gives you enough to get started. You know, when you come to the altar, you cry out to God, God gave you enough to get started. Uh, you know, you, you cry out to God and at salvation, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a sinner. God gave you enough to get, but that faith it has to grow. And God uh, gives you the Ability to grow that faith. Uh, Hebrews 11. This is Abraham and Sarah receives a calling from God. It says, by faith Abraham obeyed uh, when he was called to go out to a place that he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. God gave him some little bit of faith here. Uh, he gets a calling. He's, he's all geared up. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, but when they get out there. When they get out there, the Bible says they're using their faith, verse 11, but Sarah herself uh, also received strength to conceive seed. She bore a child when she has passed the age because she judged him faithful who had made the promise. Uh, they went out, uh, but listen, as they're out, they're building faith. Uh, they're building their trusting God in, in time. Uh, and lots of time, as time went by, uh, God promised him a child and they're believing, they're, they're trusting, they're standing on that promise. It took many years, but their faith paid off. And we know the story, they have Isaac. And Isaac, uh, the, uh, in, our, in, our, in Hebrews 11, says their number of seed became uh, more than the sand on the seashore. But listen, that was through faith and uh, through building faith in times of difficulty. Talk lastly, God's taking you somewhere. You know, God just don't have have you go through something just to go through it. God's not a torture every day. Hey, let me see, I can hurt him today. God's not like that. God doesn't say, let me see how much bad I can put on them, see how much they can take, let's see how far I can take them before they break. God doesn't do that. He's not like that, but God is taking us somewhere this morning. And when God has a destiny for you, sometimes there are things in a way you have to go through, but in our text, God's taking these guys somewhere. He said he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, Bethsaida. See, Bethsaida was more than destination. It's a place of overflowing physically. It was where the Jordan River flowed into the Sea of Galilee. Spiritually, is where Jesus did many miracles. This is where he healed the blind man, uh, where it multiplied to 5,000 fish and fed the uh, the crowd, so uh, Jesus was taking them somewhere that their ministry would be fulfilled here, that they he could carry on what he was doing in their life. See, when they obey God, uh, 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 or obeying God to go to the other side, brought them to a place of overflowing, uh, not just one miracle, but uh, miracle after miracle after miracle. Jesus lived in that area, really, uh, uh, by the Gal Sea of Galilee there, uh, and they seen miracle after miracle. Listen, Jesus is taking you somewhere in your life. You know, as I look back on my life, it's been one miracle after another. 
When I got saved when I was 20, I look back and then uh, it's been one miracle after another. And I'm sure as you look back on your life, you can say the same. And, and John said that this way in John 21, 25, he said, there are also many other books or things that Jesus did which were written. If they were written, uh, and one, I suppose, not even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. In other words, he said that Jesus has done so much, there's no way you can put it in books here. Jesus has done so much in our lives, uh, there's no way you can even put it in the books. There's so much to write in the pages. Uh, this is what God does in our life as we look back from the day we get saved. Uh, uh, as George is saying, there's so much he couldn't write it down. Uh, but if you look back, there's so much there. If you just write everything that God did in your life from the day you got saved until now, uh, it'd be too many books. That's what John's saying here. God has done so much in our lives. God is doing, taking us so far. So think about the beginning. Jesus just tells them they're at, they're at a place. Jesus says, uh, uh, just go to the other side uh, of the river they get. And there's a big trial that goes on. Uh, uh, the wind, the waves, or the boats is, is going to flip. Uh, they cry out to God. They get a miracle. They learn how to work together uh, with each other. Uh, and that that that's a miracle right there. Some people never learn how to cry out, never learn how to work together. Uh, so that's an absolute miracle right there. Secondly, they learn that Jesus is uh, has dominion over everything. There's not one thing that Jesus does not have uh, dominion over. Think about the waves, the wind, uh that's, they're powerful, and, and Jesus be able to speak a word. And all of a sudden, they're calm. That gives you confidence in everything else. When I'm sure when these disciples seen Jesus coming to that boat, begin to talk to him, and all the waves just settled down, all the wind quits blowing, uh, they're simply amazed, it said. And when you get this in your bank, your spiritual bank, get this in your memory, uh, where God takes you through things like this, carries you, through moments like that, it helped you in every other area. When my wife got sick, I mentioned it earlier, and, and I'm praying, crying out to God. She uh, finally, I finally get a good job by a miracle of God. They said, take her to the uh, hospital. We take her there. She got diabetes. Uh, she's there six days, thousands of dollars. Uh, my uh, my company said, give me the bill. I'll pay the bill. Uh, that's just one miracle. Uh, man, my daughter, I mentioned in Zambia, uh, in a short time, she's on a platform singing in Bimba, their local language. And a short time, I mean, to know a language, you got a platform to sing, that's a miracle. And when you see God do a few things like that, it gives you confidence for every other thing. You as you go through things in life, because listen, uh, Jesus is taking us somewhere. Uh, and, and as these disciples went through that, uh, they seen the things that God was trying to show them, and now they get to the place where God is going to use their life. Listen, uh, when you got all that, it's easy to believe God. Can you say amen? You know, Pastor Campbell tells a lot of stories and he preaches. Now, I've heard a lot of those stories many, many times over, but they still put you on edge, right? And the reason is because their testimony is what God's done. I don't know about you, but I never get tired of hearing what God is doing and what God's done. Uh, uh, when you understand 
uh, amen, uh, who Pastor Campbell was talking about a few times, if you know him, uh, and you see what God done in their life, it's amazing. As I look around this congregation, we have some amazing testimonies here. I mean, people that God has healed, God, people that God's touched, uh, people that are in ministry now. Uh, I mean, God's just done miracles here. You look at, I was thinking about Ricky and Rebecca, I'm putting this sermon together. And when I first got here about eight years ago, uh, I mean, they're going at it. I mean, they're, they're, uh, she's a fighter, amen, they're going at it. Uh, uh, but today, look at them. They're all smiles and uh, loving each other, they're all kinds of kids, but that's a miracle of God. And you look at that marriage today, that family, you say, God can do that, God can, God can touch any marriage and family. Many other people I can mention this morning. But see, God's taking us somewhere. But if you're going to see where, you've got to stay with it. These disciples stayed with it. They didn't jump out of the boat, didn't flip out, I'm leaving, God doesn't care, God doesn't like me. Uh, just think uh, if they'd have jumped out of the boat right then. They're in a storm. They probably would have, uh, I just read the other day somebody uh, jumped off the, uh, uh, the cruise liner somewhere. I'm like, why would you do that? Uh, you know, why would you do that anyway? But I uh, hear they're in a storm, man, man. I mean, just think they could have jumped out. But they stayed with it. They believed God. And, and because they did that, they, they learned that, listen, God can do anything. Uh, and where God takes you is good places. And listen, God's going to do so much. And God has done so much. But if you stay with it, you got to stick with it. you got to stay with it. And if you do it, God will... Make himself strong many times over in your life. Let's bow our heads.